And it wouldn't have been the same without the reading of that, because that is the main point. So here is the main point of today, because it's going to be short, and you need to know what the main point is so that you can leave and say, this is what the pastor talked about. You can trust God's promises. Shall we pray? I'll say a little bit more because these guys came all the way from their spiritual retreat. Oh, yes. I think they had hickory burning on the fire. No. Thank you. And, and I just want to say, teacher, teachers, thank you. Thank you. Um, I had Amy put promise rings on the front of the bulletin for a reason. When we make a promise, it's for real. Even the tabloids will tell us when someone has broken their promise. You don't have to be a Christian to know what it feels like when somebody breaks their promise. Especially in marriage. It's kind of the ultimate one. And even when people don't call God down into their marriage, they are making what they feel is the biggest commitment, the biggest promise that they ever make. That's why I put that picture on the front. Because you see, God, God has made that kind of promise to all of us. And that is why I wanted you to hear Joshua this morning. Thank you, Jason. It wouldn't have been the same without the reading of that scripture. Because here you have the Israelites, they're on the borders of Canaan. And if you push me, I, I will tell you that I believe that as a people, as, as a human race, we are there again. Kadesh Barnea. That's another time. But they're on the borders of Canaan, and God has made a promise to give them the land. Is he going to keep the, his promise? Uh, I had, you, had Jason uh, read the Joshua text, but if you want to have your mind blown this afternoon, just read the Deuteronomy text that is a repeat. Actually, it's the original. Joshua is the repeat. Joshua is saying the same words that Moses has already said, and he says a few more, like, they're not going to keep my commands. They are going to disobey me. They are going to break their promise. But be strong and courageous. We like Joshua 1.9, right? Be strong and courageous. But did you know that what was said just before that was, they are going to break your heart. Oh, but be strong and courageous. Promises. Promises are things that we can trust if God is the one who is making them because he has never broken his promise. Amen. 
So if you came here today and, and your heart has been broken ever in your life, I want to, want to tell you that the God that I know, the God that I serve, the God that is told about in the Hebrew Scriptures and in the New Testament, that God has never broken his promise. He, sa he says here in Joshua, I will never leave you or forsake you. I, I, I will do exactly what I am going to do. He even knows the future, and he even knows that the Israelites are going to break their promise to him. Now I can think of a number of scriptures, a number of uh, stories that uh, illustrate this. The good part, at least, let's, let's go in our minds to the book of Ruth. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about marriage service, music, you know that old song, Whither thou goest, I will go. Okay, and, and, and the person is singing it with that liquid voice, and, and you're all going, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> But you know when that, those words were first said? There had been death in the family. Abimelech was dead. His two sons, Marlon and Chilion, were dead. This was a dad who was trying in economically hard times to take care of his family. And in response, because he went and lived in the land of Moab, I don't know why, he, went, he goes to the land of Moab, he dies, his sons die, and their wives and his wife are now left. What, is, what, what does Naomi say when she gets back to Bethlehem? Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Means bitter. She had been stripped she had been ripped. She had been broken down to the very edge. These words are spoken on the borderlands between Moab and Israel when uh, uh, she says to the two girls, look, you girls, you are young, beautiful. Go back to your parents. Marry somebody else. Have a good life. One of the girls, Orpah, says yes. And she turns around, having escorted her mother-in-law, her previous future, all the way to the borderlands, she goes back. But then Ruth says these words, and this is why we put them into marriage services. Mom, wherever you go, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your God will be my God. Because you see, the Moabites had a different God. And, and, and kids, you want a very, very naughty little story? Find out where the Moabites came from. Enough said. They had a different concept of God because they had deviated long before. Whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Your God will be my God. I will be part of your family. They get back there and, and, and that beautiful love story goes on and on. Suffice it to say that it ends with a particular time when 
Ruth is still following her now still mother-in-law's instructions to go and lie down next to the feet of Boaz. Now, I just want to talk to the fathers for a moment, especially fathers of daughters. And I want to talk to the mothers. I do not think that we should follow this dating practice. I, I think it is culturally sensitive. And, and, and I, I just don't know that I can encourage young ladies uh, to, to go and lie down at the feet of their intended. <laughs> but when he woke up, he covered her with his, his cape, with his, with his outer cloak that he had wrapped himself in, because you see, it was the end of the barley harvest, and he was, he was lying beside his pile of barley because he was there protecting it. And Naomi knew this, but Ruth didn't because she didn't know the customs. And so she gets all dressed up and she puts a bit of perfume on and she goes and lies by his feet, tickles his feet. He wakes up and there's this girl lying at the head. He knows what she's saying. She is now saying by this action the same thing that she said to Naomi. Whither thou goest, I will go. Where you lodge, I, I want to be your wife. So did you know, ladies, that in the Bible there is actually a woman who proposes marriage to a man? And that it was proper, and that it was the right thing to do? And so Boaz knows that it's the right thing that she's doing. She is basically saying, I am available to be redeemed. Understand that Ruth is a whole book about redemption, and we'll get into that another time, but he redeems her. He does what is legal. He does what is right. And the promise to Naomi is fulfilled by another. She gets her inheritance. She is joined back to the family. Her husband has died. Her sons have died. She has no connection. And now through the, the book of Ruth, we see that she is reconnected to the family. God always keeps his promises. We, we know, we know as humans what it feels like to have somebody not keep, not keep their promises. God knows how we feel. There's another book in the Bible, a whole another book in the Bible called Hosea. Again, I want to remind us that this is probably NC-17. Okay? And that properly understood, uh, please understand that, that, that I'm trying to be protective here and, and that we need, to, we need to understand that. But you have a prophet who is told by God to go down and marry and remarry and remarry his wife who is stepping out on him with all kinds of other men and in fact gets taken by the local pimp and sold. Now, if you didn't know that, then I suggest that this afternoon's reading should include the book of Hosea. God told Hosea to do that because he wanted to tell the whole of Israel, you've broken your promise. 
You have stepped out on me. But I'm coming after you. I will not give up on you. I will never leave you or forsake you. That's the text today. That's what Brother Hinkle read for us. I will never leave you or forsake you. I don't care, God says. I don't care what you have done. I'm coming after you. So I, I don't know where you have been this week. I don't know what your experience has been. But I know that the God of heaven is, is after me. And the times that I'm not paying attention or I'm not focused on him, he just reminds me, uh, I'm with you. Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You got some problems? You got some, some things that you're not quite sure of how to, how to deal with? I mean, let's, let's talk about the closing of the school. This is, a, this is like a left turn. Okay? This is new and exciting uh, in a, in a kind of creepy way. But, uh, you know, here we have uh, an opportunity as a people to say, how are we going to raise up our children in the fear of God? Because this, this old youth guy, I can tell you right now, is going to tell this congregation, we don't have the option of not doing that. That will be a question that Jesus will ask every single parent here. What did you do with the children that I gave you? How did you point them towards the kingdom of heaven? So, if it's not to be our own system in the form that it is now, I believe that this congregation should put its thinking caps on and ask Jesus to tell us what it should be for the future. Because I saw a bunch of little kids up here this morning. Wasn't that a great story? I was thinking, this, this lady likes to shop, man. Boy, and she knows all about the prices and she's teaching my kids. Well, no, y'all taught your own kids how to shop. And they knew the prices. That means you've done this a couple of times, right? I want you to know, I want you to know that punchline was amazing. Amen. Was amazing. What is the price of a soul? It's the, it, 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 it's, it's the price of the entire bank account of heaven. That's what Ellen tells us. God took his piggy bank, took the bottom out of it, and then shook it. And there wasn't any noise left when he was done. Because every last bit of his bank account came down to earth we were talking about this this morning, came down to earth in the form of Jesus Christ. He is the plan. He is the promise. The promise that I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. You are my children. I'm coming for you. I believe that because God has never broken his promises, that we can trust. That we can trust his promises. Now, it's a good thing to remind yourself on a daily basis of his promises. That usually involves reading. Another thing we teach our kids to do in school, 
Aren't we so proud of them? They're two years old and they're already reading. Right. <laughs> Just the genius ones. And then we're proud that we have a genius, not knowing, of course, that that means more responsibility. Oh my goodness, I have a genius child. What on earth am I going to do with them now? I'm not a genius, but they're a genius. What's going to happen? They're reading. They're two years old and they're reading. We're so proud, but then we're so scared because we've made a promise to them that we're going to lead them and guide them. Jesus makes the same promise to us and he has never failed to keep his promise. I'm going to ask the band to come on up again. They can get ready because we're going to sing their version of the song, Standing on the Promises. Um, there is a young lady who came to church last week. Her name is Jennifer. Is that right? Okay. Jennifer does cheer. Now, I have another young lady with me, my daughter. She went to the Adventist school and she did the veggie, the veggie version of cheer, otherwise known as gymnastics. <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing and this father uh, had his heart in his mouth as she was the one that was thrown up in the air. She was the high flyer. Oh yes, doing the cool thing. And then I'm saying, thank God it was the gym teacher at the bottom. But I also thank God it's Jennifer. Jennifer is a tall, strong girl, and she is at the base, and she is catching those flying forms of humanity. I'm glad. I'm glad she's there because she's strong. Cheer is a form of sport that I am close to because of my daughter, Michaela, who will, har well, we will share her back with Canada uh, again tonight. And, and then look forward to the next time we see her. Hopefully it will be before she is um, betrothed. Can we make that happen, Michaela, do you think? Can I come see you before August? My daughter is getting married. Don't worry, I like him. <laughs> I've decided to let him live because I want grandchildren. They're going to make a promise. I'm going to stand in front of them. I'm going to try not to cry. Actually, I won't. I'll just be thinking about all the things I'll do to him if he breaks his promise. <laughs> I mean, after all, this is my baby girl. Don't mess with my baby girl, okay? Uh, so, and I only have one, so, you know, there's not like 10 or 11 of them that I could practice on the first one and... No, the promise he makes to my daughter is going to be, and you know, he was good. He was good. He, he not only told me that he had good intentions, but he has followed through on those intentions. He has kept his promise to me, the father, and to her mother, the mother of this wonderful, brilliant young lady that he intends to marry. He's kept his promise, and so I have evidence aforehand that he will keep his promise to my daughter. And I like that uh, because I don't want to worry. But you know what? The biggest thing that makes me happy is that they both belong to Jesus. Okay? In fact, she reminded us last night that on a date, was it your second date? 
First date, she did what we asked her to do. And parents, you can, you can steal this, it's free. We told her the only requirement for her intended was that he be a Jesus boy. Now some of you are saying, didn't you tell him, didn't you tell her that she had to marry an Adventist? Well, we said Jesus boy. Because you see, Jesus is taking us to heaven. Jesus is coming after us. Jesus has redeemed us. And because he said yes, my daughter continued to date him. A Jesus boy. Now, I think he's pretty happy. I know his parents are very happy that she's a Jesus girl. Okay? I told her, this family's going to heaven. We're going to go to heaven. And we don't want anybody left behind. So don't even think about marrying somebody who's not a Jesus boy. Because, you know, if they don't want to go to heaven, come on. Jesus has made a promise to us. He has kept that promise un uh, unfailingly. And so today, if you leave here and you don't know Jesus, if you don't know that, that promise in your life, then I'm going to ask you, uh, as we sing this last song, which is really, really one of my favorites, I can't wait to hear what the band's interpretation of it is, we're going to stand united doing the cheer that, that we can do in church, standing on the promises, you see. We stand united together in Jesus Christ. Let's sing together, standing on the promises. Stand with us as we sing this closing hymn.